Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Caitlin Spears. She's the founder of the Kate Method. She's a certified fitness, nutrition, and health coach. We're going to talk about the Kate Method, which is a four-step process that's designed to help people become stronger and healthier, consisting of four modules, connect, focusing on the mindset and overcoming limited beliefs, approach, emphasizing relearning nutrition without calorie counting, integrate incorporating sleep, workouts, and daily activity, and transformation, which is teaching sustainable implementation for long-term results. She's also launching the Look Good, Feel Good course later this year, a unique self-paced four-step program that offers empowering approach to health and well-being. So if you are looking to get back into wellness and uh, changing yourself, changing your body, I think this is a great episode for you. Uh, Participants engage in a self-paced modules that guide them through connecting with their mindset, relearning nutrition, integrating healthy lifestyle practices, and transforming sustainable sets so this program is uh helps people with varying health goals to celiac diabetes um she just is building this great community and uh we're gonna give you also some info on the actually healthy app which syncs with women's cycles and creates automated grocery lists there's just a lot in this episode and i'm excited for you to hear her here is caitlin What inspired you to become a health coach? You know, I've always had a passion for health and nutrition, but after a decade of modeling and struggling with my own health and nutrition over the years, my own battle with my body and taking care of myself, I decided that I was ready to kind of pivot careers. And yeah, I just kind of did some inner work. And when I really thought about it, I always went back to this powerful field that I've always loved, which is health and nutrition. And I knew that I also had all this personal experience from my own experience of the past 10 years of my life that I knew that I could help people in that field. So I kind of just started asking questions and figuring out what I wanted to do in that field because I really had no idea. And along Mm -hmm. the way, I figured out that I wanted to be a certified health coach, and I wanted to really help people just live stronger, healthier, more confident lives. I love it. And what advice would you give to someone who wants to be one? Because I feel like right now, the market is very saturated. Everybody's wanting to become some type of coach. So how, what would, what advice would you give to someone who wants to also be one? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say to use your own story because at the end of the day, you're best situated to help the person that you used to be or the person that you are or the struggles that you've been through or the struggles you're going through because that's your own story. You know how to help that situation. So instead of thinking about the market as saturated, Think about it as what unique abilities do you have to help those certain people that need your unique abilities, your unique stories. Because at the end of the day, you're not supposed to help everyone, but there are so many people on this planet. There are what, 7 billion, 8 billion people now. 
There are so many people that need your help and your special area that you can help them in. So don't get caught up on thinking about how saturated the market is. Just think about all the people you can help with your unique abilities. I love it. And what advice would you give to people who I'm sure a lot of them are your clients, they're struggling with chronic illnesses or just told by people who are not dealing with the same things like, oh, you know, you just need to exercise more, eat less. They can't control a lot of these factors. So what advice would you give to those people? Yeah, you know, that's absolutely most of my clients. They come to me and they're just very, very confused because like you said, the doctor's office is a little bit cold. They just kind of tell you, hey, you have this wrong with you, so eat better and you'll feel better or work out more and you'll feel better. But at the end of the day, if it was that easy, we would all be doing it. Right. So I I think it's really important to, for my clients, they they just need a guiding hand. Like sometimes you mm-hmm. just need to like, whether it's a health coach or it's a friend or it's a family member, sometimes right. you just need support. You need a good support system around you because it's really, really hard in the beginning of your health journey because it's it's foreign territory. It's all new. So really, I would I would suggest, yes, of course, you need to eat healthy, you need to move your body, but take it slow. Get a good support system around you. Build that social network. Find people that are in similar situations. Surround yourself with loving people. Start to shift your mindset a little bit. And as soon as we kind of build that foundation of shifting your mindset and working towards becoming healthier versus working against what the doctors are saying because, oh, just go work out or go eat healthy. Mm -hmm. If it was that easy, we'd all do it. So if you can shift your mind, surround yourself with a support system, and really just start to take it day by day. Take it slow. Incorporate one thing at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself because slow and steady wins the race here. Absolutely. And do you have some activity or, like, nutrition recommendations that you could share with us for people that are struggling with, like, a lot of common illnesses right now? We have women dealing with fertility issues, diabetes, autoimmune, uh, fatty liver, leaky gut, like what could you, what could you share with us? Yeah. um, A lot of my clients right now, a large quantity of them actually have fatty liver or Picos, Mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, you know, really, really becoming more common and that's just not great. But yeah. So what I love to share with my clients is, all of the processed foods that we put into our body, we have no idea the effects, but we know that there are effects. So the number one easiest thing that you can do if you are struggling with some sort of illness or disease is to start eliminating highly processed foods. Lots of high sugary foods, lots of chemicals in the foods, Um, start to just like really read ingredients. Um, That's the first thing I teach my clients is if there are more than five ingredients on there that you don't know what they are, you probably shouldn't be eating it that often. So start by just getting comfortable with reading ingredients and incorporating more nutrient-dense whole foods like fruits, vegetables, legumes, whole grains. If you're going to do meats, make sure you know where your meats are coming from, that they're not packed with hormones and chemicals, 
Um, I think it's just start paying attention to your nutrition a little bit more. If it comes from the ground or it's a natural ingredient, I would say always lean towards that versus all these packaged foods in the store. Obviously, we're going for progress, not perfection here. But mm-hmm. that is the number one thing that you can start to do is eliminate highly processed, sugary-filled foods. And then as far as movement goes, one of the number one things that I can recommend to people is going for walks. Walking is one of the most beneficial activities that you can do. Not only is it good for your physical health, but it's also good for your mental health. And it's something that everybody at every fitness level can do when you have any amount of time, whether it's you have an hour in the morning or you have 10 minutes at lunch or you go walking with a friend to catch up. There are so many ways to incorporate walking into your life, and it's very, very beneficial for long-term health and longevity. Love it, love it. And can you talk more about yo-yo diets? Because I feel like a lot of people, it's just so common now. And I feel, I hear a lot of people saying like, you know, I've destroyed my metabolism from yo-yo dieting, also intermittent fasting. Like, is intermittent fasting good for everyone or some people should avoid it? What are your thoughts on like yo-yo dieting and fasting? Yeah, so... You know, my thoughts on dieting and intermittent fasting are there are certain cases where when a doctor prescribes you a diet for a specific reason or a dietitian prescribes you a specific diet or you're put on intermittent fasting for a short period of time for a specific reason, it can be beneficial. But these diets and intermittent fasting are not meant for everyone and they're not meant to last forever because right. they are restrictive, they're really hard to follow, and you're not going to want to do it for the rest of your life. So it's just not really something that I ever think that I would put my clients on. And, you know, we live in this day and age where everybody wants it fast. They want yeah. quick results. But what we need to understand is if we get those quick results from dieting, we're going to gain it back even quicker as soon as we come off of that diet. So if instead of dieting, you really try to build healthy habits, you're going to get the same results, but you're going to get them much slower, but you're also going to keep them versus getting them for a month and then gaining the weight back or all the symptoms or feeling really, really um, sick all the time twice as fast as soon as you come off of it. And then as far as intermittent fasting goes, it is not meant for everyone. Some people are not getting enough calories during the period of time that they're eating. So it's actually dangerous. And then also it's not meant for every body type. Women in particular actually need more carbs than men. And sometimes women can't get enough calories in in that short amount of time to actually fulfill the nutrient needs that they have. And so therefore you're actually depleting your body of essential nutrients and then you're starving your body. And so your body in turn will start to actually hold on to weight because it doesn't know when it's gonna get its next meal. So it's actually, you're really battling your own body here. You're working against it and not with it. Right, yeah, intermittent fasting for me was really really bad <laughs> I just I'll never yeah. do it again <laughs> never 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 but so would you I think did it's it. important to have routines oh sorry 
no, did you no, do no. it as You're well? No, no, good. I did, yeah. I did intermittent fasting for about a year, and then I started getting really, oh, wow. really sick because I wasn't getting proper nutrients in. This was right. you know, years ago. And I, I did started doing research on it, and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is not for everyone. No, def- definitely. I also think it's not for people who have hormonal issues, right? Because just like no. with sleep and the, yep. the the time you're eating, it's just, oh, never again, never again. <laughs> uh, so what's your, what's your routine like now? How, like, it, the importance of routine, shouldn't we all have one instead of just going and, like, throwing ourselves to these like, yo-yo diets and fasting, yeah. just, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, no matter who you are in life, the most precious thing you have is time because it is yep. a non-renewable resource. So at the end of the day, if all we have is a limited amount of time, we need to make the most of it. And the only way we can make the most of our time is by creating routines. And when we create these routines, we create habits. And when we create habits, we create lasting results. So that's why we create routines. I have a wind up routine, a wind down routine. I have my meal prepping routine. And what that means is I like to tell my clients, I have, you have 60 minutes, there's two sets of 30 minute intervals during your day that are the most important minutes of your day. The first 30 minutes when you wake up and the last 30 minutes before you go to bed. Because those first 30 minutes set the tone for your entire day and those last 30 minutes set the tone for your entire night's sleep. So if you don't start off or end well, your entire day, your entire week, your entire life is thrown off. So when we create mm-hmm. those healthy morning routines, those healthy evening routines, and then along the way, also creating, you know, routines around prepping up our food so that it's conveniently available. Because as human beings, if something is not readily and conveniently available to us, we usually opt for the easier, unhealthier choice. So mm-hmm. creating routines is very, very, very essential to starting and living a healthier life. And my recommendation is, you know, start with one. Start with just mm-hmm. making a better morning routine. Whether that is when you wake up every day, you have your clothes laid out, you put them on, you're ready to go to the gym, you make your coffee, you do your skincare, whatever your morning routine looks like for you, do it consistently, do it every single day, and it will become a habit. And that habit will lead you to a healthier life. And what about pivoting? Because maybe the diet that we that was working for us in our 20s is not going to be working for us in our 50s and 60s, or we'll need less sleep as we get older, I believe that's what it is. Am I right or am I wrong? I think it's less sleep uh, as you get older, y- right? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, when you're a it's, kid, you definitely require more sleep. Yes. I feel like as, as we get older, we can get – uh, get through life with less sleep. I think that's what it is that I'm trying to say. But so how do we pivot our health routines and practices as we get older? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think this goes along with learning to understand and listen to your body because mm-hmm. your body is the number one indicator of what's going on with you. And it always knows when there's something wrong or when you need to change something. So if we learn to listen to our internal cues, 
then we start to understand, okay, maybe this isn't working for me anymore, but now I understand that, so I'm going to go ahead and try something else. There's a bunch of options when it comes to pivoting, um, you know, learning to listen to your body. You can always try things like crowding out. If there's specific foods that you think used to work for you and maybe now that you don't know if they do or not, try crowding out. You can try picking one food that you think may be not working for you anymore and eliminate it from your diet for right. a few weeks. Does that seem to help or does that are, are same things still the same? And if they're the same, you, you kind of just go down the list until you actively eliminate whatever is bothering you. And the same thing with, you know, workouts. It's, if something is no longer bringing you joy, then go and try something else. Don't just give right. up. Variety is always the spice of life. So the more you can try and do, your preferences are going to change the older we get. The, our interests change. Our taste buds change. What we like changes. So always yeah. just listening to your body and being willing to try new things, that is going to help you utilize that power of the pivot as you get older. Yes. And another thing that we have to keep in mind um, is I wanted to get to rejection, how rejection is the redirection. So do you mind like getting into the history of how you started to model and how you dealt with that and any tips you have for other people, not just in the modeling field, but just dealing with rejection in everyday life? Yeah. Um, so I was scouted to be a model when I was about 17 years old. I grew up in Oklahoma on a farm. So you can guess that that was just pretty big news for me. I was, you know, very excited. And at 18, I was actually scouted for America's Next Top Model. And I did months and months of uh, the casting process and getting my passport to, you know, because they fly all over the world mm -hmm. and meeting all the casting directors and doing all this stuff. And in the final week before they flew us to do filming, they actually cut me. And they sent me an email letting me know, like, oh, you were perfect. We just think you need to work on your body, and we'd love you to retry next season. Like, so casually. And I was just mm -hmm. like, my entire life felt like it was over. I'm like, these people don't like me. They told me I need to work on my body. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I thought all of these things, you know, because you immediately yeah. go into the negative aspect instead of, hey, this just wasn't my time. This wasn't my path. But at 18 years old, I did not think like that. Um, right. So I think, you know, for me, it took me years. It took me years of really understanding that what's meant to be always finds a way and the universe gives you what you need, not what you want. And I think if I can give advice to anyone, it's just don't give up. Don't let what one person, don't let what two people, don't let other people's opinions tell you what you can and can't not, can and cannot do. Instead, let it fuel you. Turn that into a passion and drive because if that is truly not meant for you, something else equally as amazing will find you. And at the end of the day, Every rejection is simply a redirection into a new path. So just really enjoy the ride. Because if I knew what I knew, if I knew what I know now at 28, at 18, mm -hmm. I probably would have made different decisions. 
But also every decision that I made at 18 led me exactly to where I'm at right now, and I wouldn't change a thing to be where I'm at right now. Amazing. And where do you see your practice being in, like, the next five years? Is there any type of different certification or maybe, like, healing modality you'd like to add to it, or you see it how it is right now? You know, I'm really not sure. I've only had my practice for a year now, and it's been very, very successful. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. I do in-person fitness and health activations. And then I'm currently in the process. I just partnered with a new company to launch my course and app. So I do have like a whole new realm of trying to reach lots and lots of new people through launching a course and an app so that, you know, people who may not can afford to work with me one-on-one can still get the benefits of my four-step method that I teach my clients. That's amazing. I'm excited for you. That sounds really cool. Thank you. I'm very excited. It's been a a really fun year. Yes. And on to the little bit more personal side of it. You have been in a relationship with James a big time rush for a bit now, and he's been in the spotlight for a while. So how do you navigate a relationship under the microscope? Yeah, so we've been together almost five years now. So it's been a bit, um, you know, I think I handle it now much better when I'm, when we first met, I was barely 24. So it was a lot harder in the beginning because you don't really understand how under the microscope you are and how many people are going to have opinions about you who have never even met you. But at the end of the day, I really just try to be true to myself. Um, You know, I know that I'm a good person. And I know that, you know, we're in a real relationship, living a real life as real people. So if other people on the internet who don't know me want to judge me, that's okay, because that's, that's on them. And that's not on me. It has nothing to do with me at the end of the day. Truly, it has everything to do with them. So I just try to honestly kind of stay out of the spotlight a little bit. I absolutely love my boyfriend and I'm so proud of him, but I also just love living my own life as well. You know, I have my own career and my own friends and I have so much going for me in my space that I really just try to have a little bit of like separation as well. Instead of Caitlin Spears as James Maslow's girlfriend, I'm just Caitlin Spears business owner, you know, health and nutrition coach friends. So yeah, just, having that separation and staying grounded is um, really what's helped me get through that. That's great. And you live in Miami. So do you feel like there's a, were you in Miami always or you just moved to Miami? No. So we were actually in LA for a long time. So we moved to Miami like (laughs) 10 months ago. It has been literally the best decision of my life. I love it here so much. You know when you just kind of like arrive somewhere and you feel like mm-hmm. you're home? I, I oh, haven't cute. felt that in 10 years because I traveled the world for 10 years. And so I finally, like we bought a house here and I just feel, I feel like I'm at home and it feels really nice. That's great. It's a very different lifestyle than California, I feel. 
Yeah, right? but you know, yeah. it, it's very different. But I think because it's such a melting pot right now, because everybody's actually leaving California, Chicago, New York, and mm-hmm. moving to Miami, they're bringing a lot of those businesses, a lot of that energy. But then you also get to live on a tropical island. So it's the best of both worlds. True. And in Miami, everybody's very health conscious and look conscious, and they're always, like, yeah. trying to look the best because we're always in, like, tight clothes, bathing suits, and we always want to be tan. So I think, like, yep. Miami's also just a great place for health coaches and, like, wellness professionals to come and market and start their businesses. So I think I think you came right at the right time. Perfect time. No, it has been <laughs> absolutely amazing everybody here just instills confidence and they push you to be better and they support you and it's just really really a loving and nurturing community here it's been amazing I love it and another thing that I wanted to ask you if you can uh, if you have any on top of your head any health misconceptions you'd like to address that just you can't stand hearing from people that just, oh. like, ugh, spoils your blood maybe a little bit? You know, the number one thing that a lot of people come to me and say is, oh, I can't, I, you know, I cut out carbs because they're so unhealthy. You know, it's carbs are what's making me gain weight. It's like, oh, I just, I just cut out carbs. And I'm like, well, who told you this? Like, who told you you need to cut out carbs to be healthy or cut out carbs to lose weight? Carbs are not the bad guy in this situation. Mm-hmm. Carbs are essential. Carbs are a macronutrient. We have three macronutrients. We have our protein, our carbs, and our fat, and they're very, very essential. They're actually the only macronutrient that we can readily use right then for like readily available energy. And so Mm -hmm. carbs are not the bad guy here. It's the type of carb that you're consuming. If you're only eating cookies and crackers and processed foods, then yes, those carbs that you are consuming are not great for you. But if you are eating complex carbs, if you are eating nutrient-dense carbs that are giving you energy and sustaining you for the day, those carbs you need. Carbs are not the bad guy. The bad guy is processed foods. Yes, I agree. And where are your favorite uh, places to shop for groceries? I am pretty much always Whole Foods and Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's. I have, like, my few things that I love to get at Trader Joe's because, like, you know, they just have really simple, easy, um, inexpensive products, which is great. And then for, like, my eggs and my meats and things like that, I usually do Whole Foods, and I just usually Amazon it to my house because I'm so busy. (laughs) I love it. I've actually discovered that um, you can get a lot of stuff that Whole Foods has at Walmart for like half the price. I was shocked. Oh, wow. What have I been doing? I haven't been to Walmart since I lived in Oklahoma because there's not ever been a Walmart right next to me in LA Mm. or in Miami. They're not like super convenient here. So I usually just go to whatever's like down the street and the best option. I love it. Mine is like right, like two seconds away that's why I go and it's just yeah like I can't go so far in this heat this is the closest realize it's the cheapest wow I'm like I'm living here now it's great so thank you so much for all your recommendations and this great talk can you tell everybody where to find you reach out to if they want to work with you yeah absolutely um you can find me on my website 
thecbcmethod.com. And you can find me on all social media channels at Caitlin Shea Spears. Um, yeah, that's my website. That's my show, socials. That's where you can find me. Thanks, Caitlin. Hope to see you soon since we're so close. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Thank you so much love for having it. me on. and enjoy Thank your day. you. You too. Take care. Bye, Caitlin. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash r slash Davina 141. Happy shopping and make some money. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder if you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I'd really appreciate ratings on Apple reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.